Welcome into another edition of the Varsity Breakdown Podcast. This is episode 15, the summer kickoff, as we are finally back for the 2022 season and getting ready to uh, dive into some football. And I'm so excited to be here. It's been a while. It's been a couple months. Uh, finally got to get some uh, R&R for ourselves, but uh, we're back. You know, uh, as you guys know, I'm Daniel. Uh, always with me is uh, Loopy, and we got some pretty exciting things coming up for this summer. So how you feeling? I'm feeling good. It, it was nice to take the drive out here to Tucson and uh, just feel that, you know, that temperature drop. So, yeah, it's a little bit cooler around over here. So, yeah, it was nice. Uh, I'm feeling good today. How about you? Oh, I'm doing well. You know, i am uh, been uh, studying a lot more uh, this summer, getting prepared for uh, this upcoming season. And, you know, we got a lot to look forward to this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year was a big success. Uh, but one of the things we always talked about is that even though uh, football – was a big uh, hit for us uh, last year. This year, we're coming in prepared and ready to go and to give an even better effort uh, during the football season. Because when we came in, we were very blind and didn't know what to expect and let alone uh, be able to see things grow the way they did last year. So I'm just looking forward to uh, all the things we got coming up this season. And one of the big things that we got going for ourselves is when we went back to the drawing board and wanted to see how we could improve and how we can make things even bigger, we decided to uh, expand uh, our coverage here in Pinal County and we're actually going to be taking on more teams and I'll, I'll let you dive into that one and uh, introduce those teams that we got coming so as of last year we had six teams they were teams that we knew a little bit about we had a little bit of knowledge uh, going in but now we're expanding into the whole county from 2A to 5A so mm-hmm. who do we got coming uh, to join the varsity breakdown family this year? Well, this year we will be welcoming the ALA Anthem South Titans, the ALA Ironwood Warriors, the Apache Junction Prospectors, the Combs Coyotes, the Maricopa Rams, Santan Foothills Sabercats, and the Poston Butte Broncos. um, With the addition of these teams, it's going to be a a whole different ballgame. We have pretty much everything stacked from top to bottom from 2A to 5A that would be pretty much exciting in in our, uh, our county. And like you said, last year, we well, actually, we came in last year with five teams. And then with the addition of uh, Sequoia Pathway midway through the season. Uh, but that was a good learning, you know, curve for us. Because at the same time, you know, shout out to Coach uh, Lamore. Because, you know, when he saw our first, I think, Power 5 uh, rankings, he was like, how is this a, a real ranking? You're not ranking everybody in Pinal County. And we're like, yeah, we're sorry. We don't. We don't cover your school. And then after a while, you know, pretty soon, a couple of weeks later, we're following them. And I think that was a, a big reason why we made the jump to cover the whole county was be, we felt like we didn't have to limit ourselves to just six schools anymore. Right. That was basically our trial run in our pilot year. And we kind of proved to ourselves that we can handle the challenge of covering six schools. Why not double it and then add one and see <laughs> and see how we do? Yeah, you know, because uh, uh, ALA Anthem is actually a new school. This will be their first inaugural year. And uh, so it's going to be exciting. They're going to be a 3A team. They're going to be in the independent uh, region. So they're not tied to anybody specific. But it's a, it's just another uh, team that's uh, helping this county grow. And it's going to be interesting, especially getting into that Santan uh, Valley area where 
there's a lot of schools growing there. And, you know, uh, it's going to be a lot of uh, pulling, you know, where these students are going to want to attend. And so why not be able to cover all that and to see just how big of a rivalry is going to grow in that area and just uh, how big these rivalries um, are going to be this year because you got a couple of teams that are going to be playing each other for the first time, uh, specifically Vista Grande versus Florence. That's going to be a really interesting game. And it's just it's something that's uh, going to be so exciting. You have teams moving up to uh, new uh, divisions, uh, you know, um, so it's going to see it's going to be cool to see where uh, how they fare, you know, and um and I hope, you know, we can do just as, as good of a job uh, this year as we did last year. And, you know, one of the things we started out with was our preseason rankings. Instead of us trying to figure out how we were going to rank these 13 teams together, we decided to make it a little bit more fun and allow each of us to rank them as we saw. Mm-hmm. And so let's dive into that a little bit and, you know, try to figure out why we ranked uh, these teams, the uh, where they were at, and you know, give uh, the viewers a little bit of more understanding because I know uh, not everybody was happy with where their team was placed, and and that's okay. You know, like I said, this is all just uh, you know a little bit of fun, and you know, just our opinion on how uh, we see the season playing out just so far. You know, from last year. So why don't we start with uh, our thirteen team? Who who did you have at number thirteen? At thirteen, I had. Santan Foothills listed. Santan Foothills um, last year didn't do very well. They only had one win in the season, and that lone win was against Vista Grande. And uh, they played in the tough, stacked 3A Central region, and they went 0-4 last year, unfortunately. And in that region, they have three teams that are also covered by the Varsity Breakdown. Coolidge, Florence, ALA Ironwood, and of course, the powerhouse Eastmark. Mm-hmm. So uh, for 13, uh, for me, was going to be the new team, uh, the uh, ALA Anthem uh, Titans. And uh, the reason I picked them at 13 was they're a fresh team. You know, uh, it's hard to be that successful right out of the gate. And uh, they're in a competitive uh, 3A division, and they're going to be playing some tough teams this year uh, in Sabino, Parker, uh, Coolidge and Sequoia Pathway, just to name a few of them. And, you know, I don't I've never seen a team uh, be successful in their inaugural season. So I'm going to give them a couple years to kind of see which direction they head. And that's the only reason I put them at 13, because like I said, uh, it could have easily been Santan Foothills on what they did last year. But the reason I put them at 13 is just because they're the newest team. Uh, so I don't know too much about them. I don't know, uh, you know, what the roster uh, is going to look like and who's going to stand out uh, for me in order to bump them over Santan Foothills. So that's the reason I put them at 13. But, uh, you know, uh, number 12, I actually had uh, Santan Foothills at number 12. And the reason being, you know, like you said, uh, they had one win last year. But at the same time, I feel that they don't have identity yet. This is going to be their fifth coach in five years. And they have nothing to show for it, you know, besides a couple wins here or there each season. So they haven't built any identity, any consistency to show that they're going to be projecting towards a more positive season. And I hope they do. You know, I hope they get more than one win next year but or this upcoming year. But it's like until I can see a little bit more of consistency and a little bit uh, of some type of identity, you know, if they can get a coach to buy into this program and stay a couple years and help and get this team uh, heading into the right direction, 
I see them being in the bottom of the pack uh, for most of the year this year because, like you said, they play in a very competitive 3A Central. Uh, you have uh, teams that I don't think that they'll end up beating this year, and their uh, schedule is not very favorable to them uh, taking on teams like Benson, Santan Charter, Apache Junction, you know, Eastmark, Coolidge. Like, you know, it's going to be very tough for them to at least get four wins this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what about you? Who, who was your number 12 team? My 12 team was Maricopa. For the most part, I kind of just uh, based the bottom tier on how they did last season. I didn't want to count out ALA uh, Anthem South and have them as the bottom tier because, of course, they're the wild card. They're the new team. But if I'm being 100% honest, when it look when, and we can look back at this at the end of the year when football is done, I think that ALA Anthem South will have more wins than Santan Foothills and Maricopa. And that's no that's no uh, you know real snub to those teams but maricopa is just in a really 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 tough 5a region and last year they were kind of the punching bag for that region because mm-hmm. they you know they went winless and they ended the year two and eight and in and in their region they play teams like central camelback fairfax mcclintock south mountain they they have maybe it's the travel i don't know but they have difficulty playing teams on the road and with those teams that i, I you know I previously mentioned that you know they're they're all teams that are well known in football and other sports but i i just don't see maricopa you know having that type of success especially with the opening of their new school they're going to be losing a lot of students and then the possibility of some of those students that you know that maybe didn't get enough playing time or you know are just trying out a different environment or anything like that Mm -hmm. i feel like that's going to affect them negatively yeah and you know that's a team that um like you said they play in a very tough 5a region um they're actually you know if we're going to keep it going our bottom threes were almost uh they were exactly the same the same bottom three except for just you know moved around a little bit quick shift yeah yeah, i had uh, maricopa at 11 and the reason being like you said playing a tough region but this is their first five games coming up for next year and to me i have them sitting at 0 and 5 in their very first five games they have a rematch against casa grand who they lost 55 to 0 they play Mesquite, a playoff team who's now in 5A. Skyline, a playoff team. Sunrise Mountain, I think they're uh, two years removed from winning the state championship. And then they play uh, a 4A team in Combs, which I think Combs has a chance to beat them. So right there, right out the gate, I have them sitting at least 0-4. I'm going to say 0-5 uh, just because I think Combs is a little bit better. But a lot of the uh, what you're going to see with a lot of these teams that we have ranked so low, well, at least for me, is that they have new coaches. This is another team that is uh, having a new coach, and I believe that's their, another one within the last five years, maybe three in the last five years. So it's a team that is trying to you know, play with the best of them, and especially here in uh, Pinal County, but they just, for some reason, I think that they're biting off a little bit more than, than they can chew, especially with the type of schedule that you see, and that doesn't even include their region games that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, I think Maricopa is a team that they're still trying to head in the right direction, but at the same time, with the schedule that they have, it's so tough that you can't you can't build on anything. You know, your team if they if they start off zero and four, just think about what the morale is going to be for that team starting off zero and four, and it could be four games where they really get dominated 
very badly. And so that's why I have them down at number 11 is just because that schedule is just way too tough for a team who finished two and eight last year. Yeah, my and my number 11 spot goes to the ALA Anthem South Titans. Um, like I said, they have a pretty exciting schedule ahead of them. I feel like a few of those games are actually winnable or should be winnable for them. And uh, I want to give them a little bit of a confidence boost going into this year. I don't want them to feel like, oh, well, we're going to get stomped out every place we go or every you know team we host. No, I, and if you and if a few of you are listening to this, I want you to take this into consideration when you go and put your helmet on and then ball out on that field. You know, like I said, prove me right and prove your doubters wrong. Yeah, no, most definitely. And you know that that's going to be a team that we we definitely have to keep our eye on. We're, we're going to be learning about them just as much as everybody else. You know. Like you said, it's uh, it's a team where they they could definitely sneak out a couple of wins and you know build that uh, build that confidence. But at the same time, you know that those are why those teams are our bottom three. Now let's get moving into our top ten. Our top ten. Uh, I'm I have Florence sitting at number ten. Uh, it's a lot lower than uh, what people probably expected. But uh, one of the reason is it's another team bringing in a new coach, playing in a very competitive 3A Central. And I don't think that their schedule favors them so much. Um, and I don't see them maybe winning more than four games this year. But one of the biggest reasons that I had them, I actually had them ranked a little bit higher uh, early on whenever we started uh, doing our research about every team. But then it came up across to me uh, from you that their starting quarterback, uh, Jet Scott, uh, who was their starting quarterback last year, he actually transferred uh, to uh, Desert Edge. No, uh, uh, Desert Ridge. Ridge. Desert Ridge, yeah. Uh, so he uh, transferred to Desert Ridge. And to me, that was one of the biggest uh, players that I had to watch for for this upcoming year. I don't know exactly where they're going to be, you know, without a starting uh, quarterback. You know, he he did pretty decent uh, last year. I think he had 10 touchdowns and 11 interceptions for a team that kind of struggled most of the year, you know, but uh, they lost, you know, uh, Tommy Carberry and uh, a couple of the other seniors that played last year that were big part of uh, the limited success that they had last year. And so I don't know where they're going to go as far as replacing uh, a Jet Scott unless they have somebody that was going to battle him uh, for the starting position this year. So that's why I got them at number 10. Who, uh, what's uh, what's your look at number 10? My number 10 team would be the ALA Ironwood Warriors. Uh, last year, they were a team that went four and six. And again, like they play in that tough 3A Central region. Uh, this year's no different. They have a really tough schedule ahead of them. I don't think that they... You know, and and this is no no disrespect to any of my bottom five teams, but because it was really hard trying to like rank them out and try to figure out, especially the teams that did you know so so last year, and then and then there's not really much changing with them. You know, like ALA Ironwood, they have some returning players that should you know be a good you know positive factor for them. But I have them ranked at ten because I feel like that's where they'll be throughout the rest of the year. They'll be along the bottom and and maybe maybe I'm wrong maybe they'll trend trend upwards and towards the middle of the uh, of the pack but um when they sit in that tough region I I don't I don't put them ahead of Florence and you know beyond their new coach and everything um and I definitely wouldn't put them ahead of Coolidge or Eastmark so I, I feel like that's where they'll be not only in their region but you know in our rankings throughout the year as well right on right on well you know like I said it's gonna be uh fun to see where all these teams land uh, late, later on in, you know, the first month of the, uh, the season. But moving right along, uh, number nine, 
I have uh, the Santa Cruz Dust Devils. It's a little bit lower than I really wanted to put them, but then I started to think about um, all the big pieces that they lost last year. Um, they got a pretty pretty tough schedule. You know, it, it's winnable. You know, some some of the games are definitely winnable, but it's just the amount of pieces that they lost. You know, losing your best two running backs and uh, having to replace them. That was to me the heart. And so of that team was their uh, running back by committee, which is Wyatt Ogle and uh, Ricardo Alanis. You know, uh, Rico, like when those guys went down, it seemed like the chemistry and the fire that they had at the beginning of the season. And, you know, the year prior winning uh, the state title, it it, it kind of left. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have the depth that you need when players go down. And now I believe uh, their quarterback is transitioning to running back now. But it's who's behind him. They played a lot of freshmen last year. But the reason I put them down at number nine is because they're going to have to start again all over with their third coach in three years as uh, uh, Tommy Cortez is now taking over for uh, Coach Coach Fitzgerald. And uh, I believe this is his first head coaching job. Uh, He he, uh, was an assistant in uh, prior seasons. Uh, but you have a very young team. It's a team that I could see here in maybe the next year or two getting back to where we know Santa Cruz to be. But I think this is a year that they're going to regress a little bit in order to get these young players to where they need to be in the coming years. And I think the nine spot was probably uh, the most telling and the most indecisive spots for us. Not not indecisive in a way, but where we had the most variance in the teams where we put them. Because in my number nine spot, I selected Vista. Um, this year, uh, Coach Roberts is returning and, and and that's a good thing for them. They need that type of, uh, that reoccurrence and consistency in their game so that way they can get, you know, more established and not have to worry about, you know, different play calling and, you know, what they're going to be, you know, more focused on. Um, They went five and four last year. Uh, They play in the 4A Copper Sky region or they played in the 4A Copper Sky region last year and they went two and two. This year they will be moving into the 4A Kino region where they will play Canada, Oro, Pueblo, Douglas, Empire and the newcomers, Micah Mountain. I feel like with them, they lost a lot, too. Um, but in a sense, they had a lot of young talent, and I'm not sure how they will incorporate that young talent. Um, talking about Fernando Moya, um, when he came into games last year, he was you know unstoppable at points. But it was a matter of where they were focusing that offense and how to balance it out through the run game and uh, in the passing. And that was something that we didn't have a lot from them last year was you know a pass game. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they can incorporate uh, some type of you know short pass where they you know work out their tight ends and and maybe try to get a feel for their receivers to see where they would put them i think that vista could be better than you know the bottom tier of the top 10 and they can eventually move maybe into the the top five but it's just a matter of like you said it's consistency last year they they lost to santan foothills a team that they should have blown out Mm -hmm. and even now we look at it we're like why did they lose that like it, it makes no sense to 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 why a team that was in 4a you know shouldn't have dom uh, that that a team that was in 4a should have came in and dominated this 3a team especially a winless uh santan foothills team but something something gave them fire and something had pushed them over and then this is what i see being their problem this is why i have them ranked so low because i feel like that uh, that sense of morale yeah uh, is going to be the thing that stay, that sticks around. I, I don't, I maybe, like I said, prove me wrong. Maybe this year when they come around, they'll, they'll be like, no, nah, remember that guy said that we can't <laughs> put together a couple of wins? Let's put a, put together a couple of wins. And then maybe be the best in 4A Kino. 
we saw a team last year in the 4A Keno region end up becoming the 4A state champs. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why Vista can't put forth the effort to be the second Casa Grande team to win the 4A Keno region. Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, you know, you hit uh, something right on the head that I thought about for uh, with Vista is a pass game. In 4, you know, 2A, 3A, you can kind of get, get away with not having a pass game. You know, it's uh, usually um, divisions that are very run dominant. Uh, but once you start kind of getting into, you know, your 4A, 5A, especially in 6A, you need to be well-rounded. And so I think if, like you said, Vista can bring a pass game and add another dimension to their offense, I think they're going to have a, a really good chance in the 4A Kino. Uh, but, you know, let's keep things going. Uh, number eight, I'm going to let you go first on this one since I went first a couple of times. So who you got at number eight? Okay, at number eight, I have Florence. I have the Gophers in the eighth spot. Last year, they went four and six in the 2A Central Region. They were two and two. And this year, they again, they're back in the Central Region. They have, again, a new coach, a new look. I feel like they'll be a little bit better this year. I'm coming in with a little bit of optimism for the boys in red. Florence is a team about winning. And one thing that I've noticed about this new coach, especially about his social media presence and what he you know, likes to preach is... Uh, you're talking about coach uh, Jesse Hart yes, as sir. their new coach. Yeah. And he's a prior... Uh, he was the prior coach at Combs. So probably knows the area very well. But go, go ahead. Sorry. Let me interrupt. No, no, no. You're good. I feel that you know he will reestablish that winning tradition that is Florence football and help push them over the edge and especially be a more competitive team to the teams in their region and and in their early uh, parts of the season they have a ton of a ton of winnable games that they should you know you know put up a fight out and I think eventually I think that they will be right back into the playoff hunt and this will be the year that they get right back on track. All right, all right. Well, uh, for number eight for me, I have uh, ALA Ironwood. Uh, the reason being, they're they're a young team, you know, as far as uh, they have more juniors uh, than they do seniors this year. But I, um, the reason I had ranked them eight is because I find that that their schedule is very favorable for them. You know, like you said, they finished four and six. Uh, they have uh, Coach uh, Epperson. He's coming into his fourth season at ALA Ironwood, and so you, if you think about it, the past three seasons, right? You had your first regular season, full season last year, uh, especially these coaches that have only got about three seasons under their belt with these teams. First full season last year, the year prior, or actually the prior two years, you had COVID play a factor into uh, the results of some of these games. And, you know, uh, you know, we even dealt with it a little bit last year, teams forfeiting because of COVID and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel that, uh, you know, Coach Epperson really got a, a fair chance at starting what he wanted to do. You know, they, coming into his fourth season, he's four and 23 in three seasons at ALA Ironwood. But I think this year their schedule favors them as to why they can take that next step, maybe finish 500 or a game or two above. And, you know, some of the teams, they open up against uh, ALA Anthem. They play Globe, uh, Sierra Linda, Santan Foothills, and, you know, the new school uh, ALA uh, uh, Foothills West, uh, which is, you know, not in Pinal County, but I think in like the Gilbert area. Queen Queen Creek area so you know that that's already you know four games that I think that they can win if uh you know they're consistent this year but uh that's another team that is just the way that their schedule um worked out for them this year I think they can pick up uh, a couple more wins and why I had them ranked a little bit higher than what I probably would have if it was their schedule from last year 
So to keep things going, uh, we're into uh, spot seven, which is the only spot mean you have the same exact team. And, you know, which was nice, you know, so we can both kind of bounce off each other on this one. Uh, We both had Combs uh, ranked at seven. And uh, uh, the reason for me uh, that I had uh, Combs is that they're a very competitive team. If they can stay in the game, they can sneak out some wins for sure. And so they uh, actually moved in uh, to a new uh, conference this year, a new 4A conference uh, where they're going to be with Marcos Deniza, Seton Catholic, um, Arizona College Prep, and Arcadia. If you look back at uh, these uh, teams that I mentioned, including Combs, all of them finished below 500. So it's a very open uh, region to win. It's it's anybody's region. And so that's why I had them ranked at seven because, you know, I think once they hit those region games, you might see them win it. And, uh, you know, I know uh, for 4A, it's not, you know, like 2A and 3A, uh, where if you win the region, you're on automatic bid. But I think if they can go undefeated in their region and possibly uh, sneak out a couple of their freedom games, you know, they, they finish above 500 to me. I say uh, no worse than six and four. So uh, what, what was your take on them and why you had them at seven? I had them at seven because I felt like they, uh, out of the new teams that we're adding, they were more towards the top of the pack of the teams that we were adding because um like you said they recently lost their coach and, and, and transferred over to Florence but I feel like they will maintain and be able to not only dominate this new region that they're in but show other uh schools in the area like Apache Junction Florence and all the other schools in that Florence district that maybe they're the best school in that mm-hmm. area and at some point they were and I feel like they can reestablish that this year by you know overcoming their early struggles well it's not even a struggle in a sense but overcoming the new challenges that is a new head coach and the new schemes and things that they'll have to learn and just go out there and win when uh when they played last year they didn't really have uh you know many games where they were totally out of hand so i think that like like you said they keep it close they stay in the game they uh, they have the chance to pull it out and win this is why i had them at seven all right i like that i like that so moving into number six um it was a team that just because they how many people they lost is why I had to put them there. Normally, I'd probably have them in my top five without a doubt, you know, and that's uh, Sequoia Pathway. They lost 25 seniors uh, at the end of last season. They lost their starting quarterback, their three running backs and, you know, a bulk load of their offensive line as well as uh, some key pieces on the defensive end. And so just with that alone, I don't know what to expect uh, from them uh, coming into this year you know uh, they got a lot of pieces uh, that they need to fill and you know I know coach Donnie and uh, his staff are going to get them guys ready to go you know they got some big uh, pieces returning on uh, the defensive end but it's what are they going to do on that offensive end and how are they going to be just as good as they were last year so if you take a look at them they have a very winnable schedule I think that they do uh, finish uh, no worse than probably seven and three on the season and probably uh, take uh, their two way uh, region again. But it's just the fact that uh, I had five other teams that I think might do a little bit better. Uh, but, you know, uh, like I said, uh, Sequoia was such a surprise last year in how dedicated their staff was to making this team better that I have no doubt Coach Donnie's going to get them uh, going in the right direction. And it's going to be, you know, just another successful season. But what I want to see is how are they going to elevate what they did last year with so many new pieces coming in, especially on the offensive end. And we'll get to them because they're pretty close. You'll hear about them coming up. My sixth spot goes to Santa Cruz. 
Um, a team that does have a new coach. They they've kind of been trending downwards ever since their state championship game. But you know that's kind of expected when your championship coach ends up leaving and you have to adjust. And you you have this pride of you know being state champions, but you also face the problems of having to deal with injury, eligibility issues, and other things like that. Ultimately, plague them to uh, hold their successes. But this year, I again just like uh, the other team in red, I have a little bit more optimism for the Dust Devils coming into this year. And I feel like um, last year when they played Sequoia Pathway, it was a tough game, a game ultimately that they won that Sequoia Pathway kind of just let slip away. But I don't think this will be the case this year. And Saying that, we'll move into my number five spot, which was Sequoia Pathway. I have Sequoia Pathway at five because I feel like even though they did lose a lot of key pieces this uh, this past uh, year in graduation, they'll have a lot more to come. Um, one thing that we've noticed uh, being in close contact with Coach Swerve is that they take their quarterbacks and their drills very seriously. They try to produce the best um, field generals out there so that way they know when they have that guy under center, they know that that guy is going to control the game throughout. Um, they, Like you said, they do. They lost a lot of key players. Over 20 is a lot to overcome. But again, I don't have any doubts in, in their system and how they will reestablish themselves to be uh, you know, a key player in the 2A division. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I wanted to mention one more thing before uh, we go into my uh, uh, fifth team. Uh, what I wanted to see with uh, these 2A teams is, are they going to be able to throw the ball? You know, uh, we saw uh, how successful Sequoia Pathway could be uh, whenever they played uh, Santa Rita when they threw the ball. Uh, You know, but I think that these are two teams that if they can add that next dimension to their game, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in 2A, especially how some of the teams, uh, some of the more uh, dominant teams in 2A kind of bumped up to 3A. So it's an open field again in 2A. And so I think that if Santa Cruz, they need to find a passing game. That is ultimately what hurt them last year. Sequoia Pathway, they developed a quarterback who had never played the position before and tied the state record. So, yet, you know, what, what Coach Swerve and, uh, you know, Coach Donnie do is, like, amazing. And I have no doubt that they're going to be able to do that. It's just... Can it be a consistent thing? Do they have the wide receivers to be able to uh, elevate a pass game as such? And, you know, do they have the depth? And that's something we're going to see this year. But uh, going into my uh, number five spot, I got uh, Vista Grande. And the reason I put uh, Vista Grande uh, up there is because I think they're a team. You know, um, if you think about it, if you want to go state rankings uh, for all these teams, Vista Grande would technically be number 11 if you want to go off state rankings but their schedule is so favorable that i have them having one of the best seasons in their school history and the reason being they've only had three winning seasons uh since they uh came into the uh aia back in uh, 2009 and so they have such a favorable schedule this year they open up against florence which i have them winning alhambra rio rico choya those are uh, those are four winnable games. They could start the season off four and zero, and then they then they finally get into uh, their region play, in which I can see them possibly knocking off Pueblo and Douglas, and they're six and four on the year. Finally, have a oh, another winning season, and I think they're the team that I had that was gonna make the biggest jump, but only back to uh, what you were saying. 
consistency. Can they go out and, uh, you know, Florence maybe uh, might be a good game. You know, it's it's uh, depending on how it goes. Oh, also, I also missed uh, Marco De- Marcos Deniza. That's another team that they can beat. And it's going to be on a neutral site up in Flagstaff. So they could possibly jump out to 5-0 and uh, before they even hit their uh, region games. But it comes down to consistency. If they're consistent and, you know, Coach Roberts has them buying into getting the job done, they're going to make the playoffs this year. And it's going to be exciting to see because I don't know if they've ever made the playoffs in their school history. So that's why I had them so high, because I think that with that schedule that they have, uh, that they could possibly be a team to uh, be a playoff contender this year. All right, now we're getting into the nitty gritty. Um, One thing is for sure is that all our four bottom four teams or all the or not the bottom four. All our top four teams are completely the same, just like you said uh, about our bottom three in totally different order. Um, my number four team is Apache Junction. Last year they played in the four A Black Canyon region, going two and one, and ultimately on their season going seven and three, losing in the playoffs to Lee Williams. Um, they play in the four A East Sky region. Um, in that region, they will be playing with Snowflake. Ben Franklin, ALA Gilbert North, Desert Sunrise, and Post and Butte. That is a really tough region. But before you even get into those region games, when you look at their, like you, you call them before, their freedom games, they have plenty of them where they, they should be going into those games as a favorite. Um, and this year should be no different. I don't think that they will be trending, you know, downward. They seem to be a team like this is the their sport right now. I think that in that area, the only people they have to really challenge them is is Combs and last year Combs was in their region and now they don't have to worry about playing them so um, maybe if they can you know string together a good couple of wins and, and make them in an impressive fashion I think that AJ could ultimately not only be in our top five but maybe break that into the top three that's where I have them uh, my uh, number four team uh, is the uh, Coolidge I think this is the year that you can finally see Coolidge making it to the playoffs. That's why I have them uh, at number four. Uh, They have a very favorable schedule. And each year, uh, what I've noticed, um, you know, after reviewing what uh, Coach Shanks has done since he's uh, taken over the the Bears, is every season he's improved them. And I think with uh, their new uh, transfer uh, from Eastmark, of course, we're going to have to see uh, if he's going to have to miss any games due to uh, going into the transfer portal. Uh, But you have uh, Gianni uh, Mascolino. uh, He's uh, a transfer from Eastmark. Uh, he had over a thousand uh, yards passing last year, something that we know the Bears didn't have uh, going into uh, last season. Uh, they were straight, you know, run dominant, sing, uh, single back formation. And I think this year, adding that little piece, uh, you're going to uh, have uh, senior uh, Belkum uh, Nabagambe. Uh, in the backfield. Uh, so I think you can open it up a little bit more this year. I mean, you have uh, uh, Jordan Johnson sit uh, at tight end, kid 6'5". Like, it, hey, let him go downfield, toss it up to him. But if you look at their schedule, they open up against Sabino. That's going to be a very good test. Uh, it was a, a a team who went deep into the playoffs last year. Uh, but then they play Tempe, Santa Cruz, Combs, Florence, ALA Anthem before they even get into their uh, region games. Uh, but one of the uh, biggest tests that you're going to see about Coolidge because I got Coolidge going seven and three. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll go into uh, our win and loss projections uh, here in the, the upcoming episodes. But I see Coolidge as a team that has been waiting for uh, a consistent coach like Coach Shanks to be able to have his team buy in and they're buying in big time. 
they uh you know of course they got a, a lot of pieces that they are going to need to play uh replace but one of the things that we talked about uh, about what I like about the college team coming into this year is two of their uh, biggest uh positions at the quarterback and running back positions were filled by guys who were not very talkative and then I think especially in the quarterback position you can't be quiet you're the leader of the offense and you got to take control. And I think that that's kind of what they lacked a little bit is a little bit of leadership on the offense. And so I think having, you know, somebody, a very vocal guy like Belcom, and then, you know, um, having a Gianni uh, coming from a successful team like Eastmark, it's going to uh, be a, a new dynamic coming into Coolidge. And that's why I got him at number four and why I got him going to the playoffs this year. All right. Going into our, my top three. I have last year's 4A state champions, the Casa Grande Cougars. Now, last year they had the storybook season. They went, you know, completely undefeated all the way through the state championship game, beating Post and Butte, in, which was a nail biter. It, it came down to the last play. It was such an amazing moment. And this year they have a, a really big challenge in front of them in making the jump from 4A to 5A. And by becoming state champions, it didn't do them any favors. They're playing in a very tough region, moving from the 4A Kino region to the 5A Santan, where they will be playing schools like Higley, Mesquite, Horizon, Campo Verde, and ALA Quinkery. Mm-hmm. All ballers. And, 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 and this is where they kind of need to be, because at the same time, a lot, of, a lot of disrespect was made about them last year, you know, being state champs and, and you know, making it as far as they did. And they oh, had yeah. to deal with that disrespect throughout the whole year. And at some points, we kind of gave them, you know, not necessarily disrespect, but doubts when we listed Post and Butte ahead of them. But ultimately, because we didn't follow Post and Butte last year, and when we, we saw them in uh, the state championship game, we were like, yo, these guys are for real. This is why they, you know, they were ranked number one. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, Casa Grand flipped the script on them and showed them that, you know, even though they were number two, they came back and took that number one spot. And this year they have a couple, well, a lot of big differences, but a, a, a couple of key players returning on offense and on defense. On, on the offensive side, they have DeAndre Kelly coming back, a kid that I'm super excited to see play again. And then on the defensive end, we'll talk about Andon Diaz, a kid who had a ridiculous uh, record season last year and had 10 interceptions. And I'm, I'm anticipating more. I'm, I'm anticipating another double-digit season of INTs for Andon. Right on. You know, that's a good spot to have them. And I see why you uh, have them right there. Uh, My number three team was Apache Junction, um, a team that finished seven and three. And uh, since uh, head coach uh, Bruce uh, Binkley, uh, he'll be in his third uh, season with the prospectors and uh, he's 10 and six in his first two years. Um, So, you know, his first year, they didn't have a good year and then turn around coming into last year, finished seven and three, made it to the playoffs as well. Uh, Like you said, losing to Lee Williams, but they have a very favorable schedule early on playing Estrella Foothills, Santan Foothills going to be a good game, uh, rivalry game against Combs and then playing uh, Coconino before they get to uh, try to avenge their loss to uh, lead Williams from last year's playoffs. But I I think they're a team that is um, bringing back so many players as to why I think they're going to be okay to continue that success coming into this year because they're bringing back a lot of seniors this year. And I think they can make a good playoff run, especially being in a 4A division where it's pretty much wide open. And we'll we'll go into detail as to why. But, you know, I got AJ uh, making it to the playoffs. No problems. It's just if they can make that next jump and make it into uh the deeper part of the playoffs and show uh, why they're such a good team here in Pinal County. All right. Now we're moving into the top two, the top two, my top two. This, this was tough because uh, 
having to put these guys over the state champs was really, really, really hard for me. But at the same time, looking at what they're bringing into this year, I have to put them back. Um, Post and Butte. Last year, they went 11-3, and losing to CG in the, in the finals. And then they went 4-0 and in their Black Canyon region, which is now defunct. Um, and they won that region championship as well. Um, they're in that tough uh, 4A East Sky region where they play AJ, Snowflake, Ben Franklin, ALA Gilbert North, and Desert Sunrise. But they continue to remain so competitive. They even after losing that championship game, you could tell like a lot of those players, you know, they, you know, they were, you know, a few of them were sad hold, holding up that second place trophy. But at the same time, when they got to see on the they other got end a taste of it, of how it felt being mm-hmm. in that big stadium with, you know, underneath, you know, all those lights with everybody around. Granted, not a lot of them were on their side, but it they got to feel that. And I'm pretty sure this year. Post and Butte, if they make it that far, they are going to pack their side out as well. They have a really good chance of running it back. They In their new region, I don't know if they can become region champs, but they have a good chance of sticking around at the top of it and being at least one of the elite with ALA Gilbert North. My number two team was uh, Casa Grande. Uh, the reason being uh, they, you know, I would have had them number one no doubt if they were still in the uh, 4A division but uh with them moving up to 5A and losing you know some big big pieces of as to why they were so successful last year i had to bump them down one more it's, and you you brought up a good reason why is because that new uh 5A uh, region that they're in they have a team that made it to the open eight in ALA Queen Creek, who's going to be a force to be reckoned with coming in this year. And then they also have the defending 5A state champions in Horizon, as well as of what's turning into a good playoff rivalry. Well, now it's become a region rivalry in uh, having Mesquite in there. And I think that Casa Grande still has the pieces to make another playoff run. It's just going to be a little bit harder this year, especially having those three teams, uh, not only in your division, but in your region as well. And so that's the only reason I had to put them at number two is because they're moving up into the upper echelons of schools now. You know, now it's the, the they earned the respect in 4A and they got bumped up to 5A. Now it's time to see what they do with another great set of teams. And so, you know, with them losing so many pieces and, you know, we're not sure where um, what's going to happen with their quarterback situation and, you know, who's going to be leading uh, the Cougars uh, on Friday nights. But also they uh, lost, uh, you know, their head coach. Coach uh, Jake uh, Barrow uh, well, went over uh, to uh, Corona del Sol and, you know, but uh, you have uh, Coach uh, Mark Luna uh, taking the helm of the team. And we always uh, preach uh, really good things about him and how much he's uh, built the youth program in order to see this type of success. So he knows what uh, what it takes to be a winner. And, you know, so I see him having no problem getting his kids to buy in because they've been doing it since they, you know, were eight, nine years old, but it's just the amount of competition that they have to deal with. That is what I, I need to see. And unfortunately, once again, they're going to have to prove themselves as to why they belong uh, with those teams that are pretty much uh, 5A powerhouses now. Yeah. And I, and I think that they will. There's not any doubts in my mind that Casa Grande will continue to trend upward and be the team to beat in that region. They, they have, like you said, the returning state champs in that region. So 
now they have two in that region so there's going to be plenty of you know talking to uh, not necessarily talking but there's plenty of, there's going to be plenty of uh talk between the two of who's the real you know state champ is and even though that you know cast grand eventually got bumped up into that region I, I think that when the two meet it's going to be a fireworks show oh yeah we, you know we already got that one circled on the schedule you know as uh, that game the game against mesquite and of course the game against uh, ala queen creek those are three big games that it's like we're going to be keeping our eye on uh, later on in the season but with you know without further ado who's coming for your number one spot all right see i got a lot of crap about who i put in my number one spot and it was and it was kind of expected because uh, it was a big jump. But that was solely because I think that this team will be the one making the biggest jump in Pinal County. You touched on them before, the Coolidge Bears. I see Coach Shanks and the, the boys in blue elevating their games this year and ultimately making a run into the playoffs and possibly becoming 3A state champs. That's a big, bold statement. But that's something that Coolidge has done before. And these boys know about that. There's, there's plenty of... of things to be reminding them about of Coolidge's winning tradition. And it's not about just beating Florence. It's not about just beating Santa Cruz. Yeah, having those wins under your belt, awesome, because those are great rivalry games. But what you need is a ring. What you need is to give that that city a reason to to have people come in. We're getting all kinds of business coming in and, and the city's you know eventually growing. But give them a reason to want to come and play for that program. Give them a reason to stay in the city instead of driving 25 minutes to play in Casa Grande, Queen Creek, ALA, Anthem South, any of those other schools, because there's plenty of options in Pinal County. But make Coolidge the mainstay that it used to be. Make them the force to be reckoned with that they used to be. And that's something that I see Coach Shanks and his staff doing. Well, you know, you're going to have a lot of people uh, uh, coming for you, uh, especially uh, teams uh, 2 through 13, you know, because uh, but I, I respect that. I respect uh, why you got them as number one. You know that they, of course, uh, were number four for me. But, you know, I like you said, they're they're a team that can make one of the biggest leaps that we see from year to year. You know, mine was uh, Vista Grande. But uh, Coolidge is no exception. And, you know, I hope to see uh, some great things for them and, uh, you know, be able to uh, elevate their game and make a strong playoff push. Because I know uh, if uh, they're listening, there's a team uh, in that 3A Central that probably uh, would say otherwise as to who's going to be the 3A uh, state champ favorites. And that's going to be Eastmark. Uh, you know, but it's going to be a good test. It's going to be a great game. And, you know, that's another game we got circled as to, you know what, this is not only going to be region champ, uh, you know, implications, but it's going to be, a, you know, who is one of the top teams in 3A. And that, and we're going to get to see that this year. So it's going to be very exciting uh, to finish out uh, my number one spot. I have uh, Post and Butte. Uh, Post and Butte uh, was, you know, the 4A uh, runner ups, uh, as you mentioned. But now with all, uh, you know, with Castagram moving to 5A, Mesquite moving to 5A, uh, all these other teams that kind of are making that push to uh, play at the next level, I have Post and Butte as the 4A favorites. You know, they're returning, you know, they lost, uh, they lost uh, some good pieces that they, uh, they need to fill. But at the same time, I think what's going to help them is that they don't have to deal with these certain teams, you know, the ALA Queen Creeks, the, the uh, Casa Grande Cougars and, you know, those teams uh, of that caliber. So it opens it up a little bit more. And, you know, I think me and you can go back and forth all day as to decide it, 
Could it be Post and Butte? Could it be ALA Gilbert North? Or even a new 3A team, the defending 3A state champions in Snowflake. You know, they're not a pushover either. You know, we we used to see them a lot uh, when we played uh, uh, during our day. But at the same time, it's like, I think being in that 4A, uh, 4A uh, division and having uh, already a taste of what a state championship game feels like, these ki- uh, these players are going to come in hungrier than ever to say, you know what, with these teams being gone, now this is our 4A division. And they're, they're my heavy favorites. I have them winning the state championship. But ultimately, we're going to see, uh, you know, uh, uh, Coach uh, Dane Tom- uh, Thompson, since he's taken over in five seasons, he's 33 and 20. And, you know, like you said, they're the 4A uh, uh, Black Canyon champions. And final I s- 4A Black Canyon. The, the final one. Yeah, absolutely. And it's I just see them being the team to beat this year. And that's why I have them at number one. It's just because for them, peace is left and it makes them, you know, that king of the 4A now. I, until somebody, you know, proves otherwise. But, you know, that that was a fun experience we got to do. You know, we didn't talk about this at all, you know, as far as who we were picking or trying to, you know, say, hey, where do you got this team? It was all we were blinded with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just knew what I was doing. You knew what you were doing. And we did our own studying. So it, it made for a lot of fun. And by no means don't, you know, get upset of where we got your team. We want every team in Pinal County to be successful. But ultimately, we got to, you know, uh, do our research and make an honest evaluation of what each team will do this year. And, you know, that and every team got to get ranked. You know, I'm sure that if you look at Max Preps, I'm sure the team that sits 216th in the state feels disrespected. But you know what? Everybody got to get ranked somewhere. And it, it's all in good fun. And, and that's what we were trying to do with this and, you know, do something a little bit different. But, you know, we want to hear your guys' opinions as well. And, you know, where you would uh, rank these teams and, you know, because the more engagement we get with this, the more fun we can have with it. And, um, you know, uh, we'll go into our next uh, our next topic, uh, which is uh, what we got coming up uh, for uh, the the rest of the summer. You know, some of the plans we got going. Uh, but one of the big things uh, we got coming up is uh, the win and loss projections. We're going to dissect every team, you know individually what they did last year who they got coming back and you know actually giving them a final record uh for their upcoming season and you know it's in good fun we're going to give you guys a chance to be able to uh hear your voice and uh see who you guys pick so that way we can uh put it up on a a graphic and see you know what i i know me and you've already talked about it we're going we're going to have a little bet you know a little wager on who can get the most wins uh right this year and you know we'll we'll talk about that on another episode but you know let them know uh, what else we got going on coming up we got a lot of things coming up as far as football uh one thing that we're going to be doing is listing our players to watch now these players won't be listed in any specific order it would just be a group of players that we think will be noteworthy and constantly be in the headlines for good reason and another thing you touched on was our win-loss projections we're going to see who actually has the 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 better idea of how these teams are going to be, you know, turning out throughout the year. And then ev- eventually on the 8th of July, we are going to be attending an event 
in Maricopa with Coach Swerve, where he will be doing the Pinal County one versus one showdown. And that should be an excellent show of how these arms in Pinal County are actually showing. And, and maybe we can actually get some of the people who are a little bit further on the other side of the county, like Apache Junction, to participate. Yeah, and it's uh, Gunslingers Academy is uh, Coach uh, Swerve's uh, academy that he just started um, maybe just a couple months back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something that uh, we're – we're trying to help grow in this community because, um, you know, it's a, somebody who's dedicated to his craft and wants to see these uh, great uh, players here in Pinal County compete against one, one another. And, you know, you guys still have time to uh, reach out to Coach Swerve. Uh, you can find him on uh, Instagram. He uh, prefers if you guys DM him or uh, hit him up uh, on a text message on his cell phone. But, you know, sign up. Get out there and show why – you on one-on-one, you're the best wide receiver, DB, linebacker, whatever it is. He's picking one winner, one uh, wide receiver tight end, and one DB linebacker to be uh, the champions of his tournament that he's hosting. And so, you know, we're going to be out there to help uh, bring awareness to it. And hopefully it's something that can continue to grow. And I look forward to it. Uh, you guys still have time to sign up. It'll be on uh, July 8th. Yeah, so this event will happen this week. So make sure you sign up immediately so that way you can take part in it. But yeah, other than that, man, I mean, that we just want to get this summer kickoff going, you know, back into the uh, swing of uh, getting ready for football season this year. And, uh, you know, some of the other things we got going on, uh, we're going to be uh, going around introducing ourselves to uh, the new uh, uh, added teams to the varsity breakdown and trying to get to know uh, their coaches and uh, their players. But also, um, we're going to be reaching out to uh, the coaches as well to start getting headshots of the players. That's one thing we wanted to do a little bit different. So that way we're not, uh, you know, trying to come up with pictures or stuff like that for each player. We'll already have that on hand. So, you know, uh, be on the lookout for that. And if we show up, you know, definitely come say what's up. You know, we, uh, we want to see what's going on around here in Pinal County. And uh, as we get closer, I mean, I think we're about a month and a half away from the first week of the season. And there's so much to look forward to, uh, not only for football, but, you know, for uh, other things that we're going to be incorporating this year. Uh, One of them uh, is going to be our shirts uh, that are going to be going on sale here uh, within the week. Yeah, they would definitely be going on sale this month for sure. Uh, So we'll we'll definitely uh, get you guys the information for that to uh, be able to place your orders if you'd like to place one. And just always remember that, you know, For every shirt that we do sell, uh, we are uh, having a scholarship fund this year. So for every shirt we sell, we're donating five dollars to that scholarship. And so, you know, you're you're all you're doing is not only helping us get the varsity uh, breakdown name out, but you're also uh, helping us to uh, get these kids a little bit of money in their pocket to uh, help them with college as they uh, get ready to graduate. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's for books, Starbucks or anything like that, whatever helps get you, you know, through the day in school because what you're dealing with now in high school is just a taste of what's to come when you hit the college level um before we leave i just wanted to give a quick shout out to d escueta i know that pretty soon he's going to be leaving to upper iowa i hope he has some safe travels out there 
yeah, you know, big shout out to uh, D, man. He's going to do some big things out there. And, you know, to all the uh, college players that are going to be uh, starting their freshman year uh, come uh, August, you know, early September. And so and we're still, you know, trying to come up with some uh, exciting things for, you know, to make not only this podcast uh, a little bit better, but, you know, uh, as far as highlight videos and things like that. So we got a lot uh, coming up uh, within the coming months. Uh, but uh, one one of the big things that uh, I also wanted to mention, too, uh, before uh, we uh, clo- close out this episode is that uh, this year uh, we're doing uh, our breakout players a little bit different. Uh, we're going to actually have one breakout player, which is going to be kind of like our MVP of the month an offensive player of the month and as well as a defensive player of the month. So, you know, you guys go out there and ball out and hopefully, you know, you take home a, a little recognition. But this year we're going to be doing uh, awards. You know, we're going to be having plaques. But we also uh, picked up a, a sponsor, uh, you know, in Julian Nunez and his landscaping company who wants to uh, contribute uh, to our a breakout player of the month. So not only will you be getting a, an award from us and, you know, possibly a, t, a varsity breakdown t-shirt with your name on it, like we did for baseball and softball at the end of the year, but you're also going to get some uh, cool little prize uh, from him that you guys can utilize right now. And, uh, you know, so big shout out to uh, uh, Julian uh, for wanting to contribute uh, to that. And, you know, like, I hope that we can uh, continue to grow that and be able to provide these uh, players with something that they normally wouldn't get on a regular basis. Yeah. And that was always the goal. And I think that that was our main intentions of growing this year was we, like I said, we didn't want to limit our attention to just six schools. We wanted to spread it out countywide because this County is unbelievable as far as talent and student athletes and and the support and the support too. You guys have been excellent as far as uh, just helping us get the word out and being so uh, interactive with us. And like D said, whenever you see us out and about, don't be afraid to say what's up. Even, even if we're not in varsity breakdown clothes, we love, you know, sitting and talking about uh, what's going on in Pinal County sports and, and just giving you a better inclination of why we feel the way we do about these teams. And maybe if you're, if you're one of the, uh, a player or, or a member of a team that we, you know, we kind of had low and you want to talk to us about, why you feel you'll, you'll be better. Talk to us about it. Maybe that conversation might come up whenever we have our next episode. You never know. So definitely don't be shy. And we can't wait to, you know, start the grill and get this 4th of July going. So, oh, man, get some good fireworks in, you know, uh, have, have a good time with the fam. But, you know, we'll, we'll leave it right there uh, for uh, episode 15. You know, we're finally back and I just can't wait to uh, continue this progress and uh, get ready for some uh, good old football. But for now, uh, you guys enjoy your uh, 4th of July weekend. Stay safe out there, uh, you know, um, and get ready to see some great stuff that's going to happen in Pinal County. Uh, but from the Varsity Breakdown, uh, I'm Daniel. That's been Loopy, and we'll see you guys uh, next week. Take it easy.